Hi, and thank you so much for continuing to listen to JK We Are Rolling. Your support truly means the world to us. Don't forget to follow us on your social media of choice. On Facebook at facebook.com slash jkwerolling, Instagram as jkwerolling, or Twitter at jkwerolling followed by the number one. That's jkwerolling1. Let us know what you think of our latest episode. Get updates, art, the inside scoop, and more. Now, enough out of me. Let's get on with the show. Hi there, and welcome to JK We Are Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend a school for magic. My name is Michael Moore, and I am your magician master. Uh, That's the game master of our game, and I play all the characters that our players don't play, as well as just make life generally hard for them and describe the world. So our podcast uses an original game system called the Magical Hat System that somebody that everybody here really likes, I'm pretty sure. We love it! <laughs> uh, yeah, super silent, super silent. Um, okay. Uh, okay, so yeah, I wrote it. And I thought that we could talk a little bit about that system in our intros here and just explain a little bit of the gameplay to you guys. But first, let's hear from our players. No problem. I'm Sebastian Kinder and I play Eric Miller, a musician magician with a troubled past. Eric wants to use his time at school to find a way to discover why his family of sorcerers has suddenly forgotten who he is. And damn, did he make a good impression the last time of being one of the last to arrive at the freaking <laughs> ceremony. It's going to be so annoying when someone's like, who are you again? And you're like, I did the, I, was the, I just walked in. Remember, like I, everyone I, looked I at me. I was the one late. I was the one late. And they're like, I don't. Uh... You all turned around. You saw me. You can't tell me. You didn't see me. So Sebastian, everybody here knows one spell already when they came to school. And why don't you tell us about that? spell and what, and maybe you can tell us also like how you learned it outside of school oh so the spell that eric is already capable of using is the wonderful lead you need it's it's like a very useful little spell that allows to recreate a little bit of memory to a certain song Yeah, it allows people to hear their favorite song, right? Like when you cast it, they kind of hear whatever their favorite song happens to be. (laughs) Can't wait for the copyright. (laughs) (laughs) To to get to how he learned it, uh, he learned it from his aunt, Ruby, one very, very close family member of his. And it was just one of those moments like spending time with her, listening to her. And it's just coming to, you know what? I, I could teach you something. Maybe that's going to set you on the right path. Learning, always a good thing. Nice. <laughs> Hi, I'm still Lucas Fischer, and uh, I play Jasper Casper. He is a human, and he is from the non-magical world. And all he wants is try to find a place to belong and, well, get through his life and find his purpose. And I'm sure we will get closer to the, to the goal. And the first spell I learned was Holtz Forma, which is a transformation spell that allows me to, to change my wand in any other wooden shape I like, but uh, I can use it to maybe uh, turn it into chains so that you can rain sassly and when she like <laughs> tries to run ahead and do something, just... <laughs> <laughs> 
But basically, the further away the shape of the thing that you want to create is away from the wand, the harder the roll is. So, you know, if you're just making a thinner, longer stick, that's not that far away from the shape of your wand or like a toothbrush, maybe. I'm going to stick with a wand. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to turn this wand into a wand. I just want to keep it a wand. But 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 a very a very a very uh, strong one. Okay, so how did you learn that spell? Oh oh, that was kind of by accident because um, Jasper is from a from a normal non magical school, and he he always had problems maybe because of his background uh, to kind of connect with people around him, uh, especially other students. And then one day he was on the hallway in the school and he got mocked again by someone while he was writing some notes down in his books. This one guy from the sports club came to him and just. Yeah, kind of mocked him and um, he made made like kind of the, the feeling he wants to attack him. And so he used his uh, little pencil to kind of defend himself. And he can't remember why, but suddenly the, the words Holzformer went through his mind and he, he, he screamed it and uh, he kept his eyes closed and just waving around his pencil. But when he opened his eyes, he uh, has seen that the pencil wasn't there anymore, but instead it was more of a, maybe a little baseball bat. Oh my gosh! Don't mess with me. <laughs> where was that? I'm sorry. Where was that when we fought those little fluff balls in the air? Exactly what I wanted to ask. Sebastian <laughs> literally was like, I wish I had a baseball bat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, when he opened his eyes, like he, 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 he beat him down. I think Jasper has a raging inferno just inside. <laughs> yes, maybe, maybe it's important for you to know. <laughs> okay, I'll keep an eye out. Hello, I'm Nadine Kuhn and I'm playing Sassley Mary Naturespring, an arcane sciences mage. Sassley accidentally created herself wings by experimenting with magic. Unfortunately, those wings, they don't work. So talking about first spells, in order to fly, she needs the right spell or the, the right magic. The only spell that she was able to come up with was Heap and Schweb. And that spell makes her float like 10 centimeters above the ground, but... She, she just doesn't move. She's like stuck in the air, those 10 centimeters. So in order to move, <laughs> someone has to move her or she has to like pull herself or something <laughs> like that. So uh, yeah, it's like very fortunate, unfortunate. Yeah, Sassley has to get used to moving around frictionlessly <laughs> <laughs> through the air, which is a problem for her last episode. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, she's super excited about that spell. It's not that she's like disappointed. She She tries to make it work and she needs to find the right tools for that or maybe a better spell. She created that little spell for herself because her grandpa, August, he gave her a book and that book is is called Elfenreich in Ancient Time, which means it's a book about the elves in ancient times and how they like created magic and how they were flying and doing wonderful things. And she was always so fascinated by that. So the biggest dream she has now is like, she wants to fly. She created herself accidentally those wings. (laughs) So they're useless now. They're just beautiful. So, and we are going to get more into the background of the, of the pixie elves during our gameplay, but uh, pixie elves and human wizards have a very troubled history. That's why there haven't been very many at Neutrachenberg School. In fact, Sassley is the first to be there in a very long time. So uh, she's a true oddity. And yeah, we're going to find out more about that during our gameplay. But yes, in the Magical Hat system, when our players get to actually complete a class at school, they get what's called a growth point. 
and they can spend those points to learn new spells. And sometimes they even unlock spells that everybody will have, such as creating a light uh, just by having those growth points. That's something that we can look forward to. Our players will get many more spells in the future. But of course, when you come to magic school, it's just like other famous wizards that we've known. <laughs> you usually just kind of know one. <laughs> and uh, that's the predicament that everybody finds themselves in right now. So without much further ado, we hope you enjoy this next episode of JK We're Rolling. Last time on JK We're Rolling. Eric, Jasper, and Sassley were running late for their first day at Neudrachenberg Academy for magic. Luckily, they caught a ride from first-year item creation teacher Mildred Mulberry, joined by Flip McCool, another first-year student. They made their way to the shield naming ceremony where new students are placed into one of the three shields of Neudrachenberg. As Flip put on the amulet, which would decide his shield, a mysterious message projected from it. Flip disappeared, and the school was under attack by dozens of small-winged creatures called Drood. The trio fought off the Drood, and afterward the group was brought to their new temporary housing, the old servants' quarters. Ross Ehrenmann, director of magic came by to tell the group they would not be put into shields yet and that Mildred would be their matron. After he left, Mildred asked for the trio to help her solve the mystery of the missing student. So we find ourselves in the servants' quarters. After Mildred asked for your help, she told you to get some sleep and she would check in with you with some more instructions the following morning. So she left. The three of you find yourselves in the middle of the servants' quarters. This is your new common room. And I'll just tell you kind of what it looks like. It is a normal common room. It hasn't been used in a while. This is where the old servants, you know, back when this was a castle, they were kept underneath the grand staircase in this kind of lower room so that they were accessible to the people who lived there. No one's been in here for a while, but it's pretty spacious. There's four rooms heading out from the main room that are filled with beds, many, many, because there used to be many servants in the castle. You can see there's desks. There's a fireplace on the opposite end facing the door with a long couch and a few chairs scattered around it. So it's pretty comfy. You know, there's there's tables, there's desks in there, everything that you might need to kind of, uh, you know, live there. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's where you find yourselves. I just take the bed that's like close to the door and she, she straight goes right to the first bed on the right side and sits on that. And she just <laughs> stares at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> She's in a separate room off to the right, you know, so there's one room to the right, one room to the left, and then further back, another room to the right, another room to the left that all have beds in them. Mm -hmm. Maybe I go to the sofa next to the fireplace. Mm. Oh, that's warm here. <sighs> and Jasper's just sitting down on the couch. So Jasper has decided to sleep on the couch. Is that what I'm g gathering from this? Well, he, he's feeling like this can be comfortable. <laughs> um, are you sure you want to sleep there? I don't know. Am I? Well, just think about it. I'm going to sleep in a bed when I have the possibility to. So if you don't want to sleep alone in a big room with a lot of space. I got the second bed. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so which room are you guys going to be in? Are you going to be across from Sassley or are you going to be in one of the back two rooms? Being closer to the fireplace overall seems like a good idea. So one of the two back rooms. And let's, let's be kind to create a little bit more of private space for each of us and take like the one on the opposite side. Okay, so you guys are in the back left room and she's in the front right room. Yeah. Uh, and when you walk in, it's as if someone somehow knew where you would end up. And on the little bedside desks in each of your rooms is a pile of course books that you'll need for your classes, 
This book's about creating items and spell theory and magical animals and history. And in each room are several large communal wardrobes, one to each several beds. There's a few pairs of clean school-sanctioned robes hanging in each one. Unlike the robes that you saw on the other students, though, these have no crests sewn onto the breast of them. They're plain and unadorned, but all of the stuff that you need for school tomorrow is in the room that you're in. Oh, they are plain because we are plain. All right. <laughs> okay, so uh, at this moment, would you guys like to go to sleep? You know, I snuggle up in my bed and I put like the blanket very close to me. And um, then I just, is there uh, maybe a candle I can use? Sure. Yeah, there's a candle. Oh, that's great. So I use the candle and I just open my book lying in there, trying to um, see for any information that I can get to prepare myself for the first day. Sure. Okay. So you're reading to yourself? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to take a very short trip over to Sasley's room, oh. so to say. Uh, the, the door is actually closed in the moment. <laughs> like, as soon as she saw that you guys left, she banged the door. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to knock very carefully. I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all right. You're, you're sleeping. Um... Just in case, uh, I I don't I I know that you got a lot of things, but just in case that you want to, I don't know, talk about something. I'm there. I don't. But but hey, Eric. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs> <laughs> and walks back to his room just to see that uh, Jasper decides to take a look into his book. It, you, you know, it's just the three of us in here, right? Well, this is a magical castle. I don't know anything. Uh, that, that I noticed. Uh, just, 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 uh, just wondering, um, hmm? can I take a short look at the book you're having right now? Which page are you at? I'm at page two. But no, I don't like to because, you know, I feel like this is my only thing I could hold on to. But anyway, <laughs> failures are chances to grow. Maybe you can grow while you sleep. <laughs> and I go back to my book. And you hear Cecily? Good night! Just in case you, you need to source that, maybe not a book. Page three. <laughs> okay, and uh, Jasper reads himself into a quiet lull of sleep. Eric prepares himself to sleep and goes to bed. And Sassley also. No, Sassley can't sleep. <laughs> no, she she just goes. Back into the like little living room area, and she listens to the door, and she cannot hear anyone. She just hears. Oh, she thinks that they sleep. So Sassley, she decides to leave the room and explore the castle. Do I have to roll to like explore or something like you that? You can leave and explore the castle. Where do you want to go? Well, I don't know anything about this castle, so my okay. plan is to figure out where, what's just <laughs> hidden everywhere. Please don't lose oh, your constitution points. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you still only have one constitution. The other two have already started to regain full health because they're sleeping. Uh, okay, so when you exit, you're in the kind of main entrance atrium hall. Mm-hmm. There's a room leading off to the right or a room leading off to the left. There's a grand staircase with the three large statues heading up it in that main atrium. Uh, there's also hallways towards the back heading off to the right and left as well. 
Okay, okay. Sassley wants to figure out where the headmaster's office is. <laughs> um, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. You can figure that the headmaster's office is in one of the upper floors. Closest to you, you can see there's a staircase that heads upwards in one of the, like, the front side room to the left. So then Cecily goes all the way up? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so she heads up and she finds herself in a long, dark hallway. Why don't you (laughs) roll sneak (laughs) for me? Because... Students are not supposed to be roaming around the castle after hours. All right. So that's a deftness roll. Because sneaking worked so good the last few times she did that, right? (laughs) I rolled a 12 and I have a plus one. Okay, okay. That'll do it. So she sneaks very, she's very small, hard to notice. (laughs) So she's sneaking down the uh, hallway. There's many doors. You can see one looks like kind of a gymnasium area, actually, where there could be maybe physical education and some rooms for people to sleep in, probably professors, lodgings. And at the end is the headmaster's office. I'd say big door. It says Mr. Ehrenmann on it on a big plaque. So you can tell it's definitely his office. And it's a really big ornate door. All right, Mr. Ehrenmann, I'm coming and I'm going to figure out if you have some books that make me fly. And then she runs towards the door uh-huh. and, she, and she wants to open it. And I, I wonder if it's open or not. Yeah, it is not open at all. It is closed and it is magically locked. You cannot get in. You just slam against the the door with all of your might and roll a constitution dice. Please, please, please. A two. (laughs) Seriously? Okay, okay. So here's what happens when we do random bad things uh, when we interact with magic (laughs) in our game. We have to roll a d20 and there are 20 conditions that you can get and you will be given a random condition from hitting the magic that was protecting the door. You are also whammied now, which means you have zero constitution at the moment. You are locked out of magic and you are feeling very weak. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> so she, she, Nadine, herself, <laughs> roll, rolls the dice now. Yeah, you roll the dice to see what condition you get. And you tell me what number. A 14. Okay, that's a reverse force field, which gives you minus two to magical attack and minus two to magical movement rolls, which <laughs> I think lucky for you are not spells that you have access to yet since you only know one spell. <laughs> and you are wrapped in a glowing white light, and you are on the floor, maybe concussed. (laughs) (laughs) Just laying there, and you're wrapped in kind of this glowing golden light that sticks to your skin, and you can tell, oh, this probably limits my ability to do magic. And you see a light come on from under a door in the room closest to the headmaster's office. You hear the telltale sound of horse hooves, and kind of a... And the door opens, and out walks... Uh, Ross Ehrenmann, who is none too happy about being awoken in the middle of the night (laughs) to an intruder trying to get into his office. And he looks at you and he says, what is it, young one? Why have you woken me in the middle of the night? Why are you trying to get into my study here? There's nothing for you here. You can learn everything you need during your time at Neudrachenberg. What, what, that is your office? Oh, no, I I was trying to uh, go to the bathroom. The bathroom is in your dormitory room. What? 
all the way down where I actually live? <laughs> well, what I thought. <laughs> and he looks at you and he sees you wrapped in a <laughs> reverse force field that you obviously have no strength and that you are locked out of magic. And he goes, hmm, you got whammy, didn't you? Whatever that means, I think I got that hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call when someone takes enough of a beating that they can't cast spells anymore. Oh no, how can I, how can I restore that? Luckily for you, musician magicians are the discipline that get access to healing spells. He lifts his wand and he says, be still, young one. And he goes, gazundung now. Your body feels lighter. You feel great. You feel full of energy and your constitution are restored. Wow. And then he says a couple more things and you feel the conditions start to wear off. The light fades from your body. And you're feeling pretty good. Yes. And then he takes you by the collar and starts to guide you down the hallway. All right, all right. I got it. I got it. Now, what is it you were trying to discover, young pixie elf? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but I have these wings. I created them myself. I'm very proud of that, actually. And I I tell you a secret. They just don't fly. And I want to make them fly. So I thought maybe there's any kind of spell or anything that can help me? Let me tell you that through hard work and perseverance, anything is possible. Oh, I can work hard. We here at Neudrachenberg Castle are here to give you the best ability that you can have. I don't know such a spell. It's not my area of expertise, and I have no wings to attempt to make work. But if you work hard and you stick to your studies, there will always be a way with magic. Well, that is a bummer. But I think I get what you mean. Now, young Sassley, you are the first pixie elf to be at our school in many, many years. Nearly a hundred. I know that it was hard for you to come here against the will, most likely, of your people and community. And I expect better from your behavior in the future. You stand and represent your entire people. And you must be a light for them as we try to bridge these worlds and the harm that the wizards have done to pixie elves in the past. Can I ask that of you? Of course. Mr. Ehrenmann, is it appropriate to hug you? And he closes his robe a little bit so that his abs aren't (laughs) like, he closes him up and he goes, you know, but he does it smoothly and he's like, of course. But but just a short one. Thank you. Uh, Okay. (laughs) The hug's over before he can even react. (laughs) And then he says, now off to bed with you and don't try anything. I'll know if you go anywhere else. (laughs) Good night. I feel powerful. Good night. Good night. And he trots back into his room. And Cecily also goes back into her rooms. That was that was a lot. Not not being strong enough, being caught the first night. That was a lot. She goes back, but she wants to keep it a secret. (laughs) (laughs) You finally all go to sleep. (laughs) You're ready for your first day of school. Where you are, there are no windows, since you guys basically live in the cupboard under the stairs of Neudrachenberg. But you are awakened by the sounds of bells outside early in the morning. They're coming from the high towers of the castle, and since you're in the main hold area of the castle, the sound reaches even into your kind of enclosed area. Oh my god, oh my god, it's the fire alarm! Oh my god, we need to go somewhere! Oh, where's the emergency plan? Okay, so you guys hear a knock, knock, knock on your door. And without really waiting, in comes 
Mildred Mulberry entering with her hair in a bun with her wand sticking through it and a large cup of coffee in her hands. And she says, wakey, wakey. And then she kind of, you know, peers into the rooms and says, oh, oh, good. You're awake. Morning, Mildo. Good morning, Mrs. Mulberry. I wanted to talk to you before showing you where your first class will be. But, uh, you know, get dressed and come out and meet me. I'm dressed. I'm dressed. Where, where, where are we going? <laughs> okay, so you all come out uh, into the main common room and you meet her and she says, now uh, I've been thinking about last night, all right? And uh, I got a bad feeling in my intestinal breadbasket about how anyone could have pulled this off. So she sits down at an old desk with a mirror attached by the entranceway. Now that amulet is, uh... well, actually, we don't have to get into that right now. What's important is that someone broke through the powerful defenses around Neudrachenberg. And there must have been someone powerful enough to carry out that displacement spell they used on poor Flip. Now, of course, I'm worried about our missing student as well. No one has magically disappeared from Neudrachenberg in 10 years, I think. But that was, uh, that was a different matter entirely. In any case, I'd bet my bunion that in order to carry this out, there was help from the inside. There's too many people for me to do it alone, but you three will have access to many of the prime suspects. Now, the other first years, they're new. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I also suspect the teachers because they might have the knowledge to pull something like this off. Those are my two groups of prime suspects. So everyone is a suspect. Everyone is a suspect. But, but, Mrs. Mulberry... You are suspect! No, I'm not! Shouldn't we just call the police? This might be a very covert operation. You see, all of us professors are on high alert. Everyone is, and finger-pointing will only lead to disastrous results. I want to conduct my own investigation before I make any certain moves. Just keep your eyes and ears open for anything suspicious. And you three I trust, because, I mean, this one, and she points to Jasper... Clearly has no idea what's going on. Pixie Pan over here is, uh, and I had to look this up, the first pixie elf to go to school here in like a hundred years. Thank you. How did that even happen? And you, you're a miller, aren't you? You're a legacy. I'm surprised your parents didn't drop you off themselves. Uh, yeah, they, they had some um, problems to take care of. Oh, by the way, I saw your Aunt Ruby Miller play the harp in Karlsruhe, and I literally wept for two and a half weeks after. I, I was quite dehydrated, but she was amazing. Changed my life. She, she is pretty much amazing. Uh, one of the reasons I actually want to get better in magic in some kind of way. I'm sure it's very inspiring to have someone like that around. But look, enough chit-chat. I trust you three, okay? Keep an eye out for anything suspicious. Oh, and uh, one last thing. Here, I was able to salvage this last night before the school completely cleaned out and cataloged everything. And since I am your matron here for the time being, it's my job to make sure you have a little leg up against the competition. And she holds out to you what seems to be just a clump of black fuzz from her pocket. She says, this is a material. It can be used to create items. And this particular material is Druid Fuzz, which can be used to create, among other things, invisibility potions and what have you, if you have the right other additional ingredients. You can look that up in your textbook on item creation. But uh, I just was able to grab enough for one. So one of you may have this material. Oh, I want it. Yeah, sure. Take it. Just as long as you don't intend something 
suspicious with it. While you guys are talking, Sassley has it already in her hands. Yeah, great. She just grabs it. I wonder if it can make me fly. So you have to place that into one of your four vials that you were given at the beginning of your time at Neudrakenberg. And if it's in perfectly, the vial gets a little bit bigger in your hands. You're able to put the fuzz in there and then it shrinks down smaller. Wow. Which is in no way based upon my image of Pokeballs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're able to fit it back into the pockets of your robes. So Mildred says, okay, now off to class. And she leads you out of the servants' quarters through the large atrium where the grand staircase is and out the main doors. It's a beautiful sunny day in Neudrakenberg. You can see the bridge you crossed last night on your way in and the river that runs under it and by Neudrakenberg and it's sparkling blue. But Mildred leads you around the right side of the castle and you can see there are outer buildings with battlements around the main building. Mildred tells you that there are three of them around the castle and that they are where the different shields sleep. You see that when we're walking right by? That's the wolf shield right there. Wolf shield. So you walk quite a ways until you see a wide squat building in front of you that is recognizable as the castle stables. There's hay. There's obviously uh, animals inside that has that kind of smell that stables tend to have. It's pretty wide and large. So, you know, they have some kind of collection in there. And there are students standing around loosely in three groups, but there's no teacher in sight. And Mildred says to you, okay, here it is. This is the spot for you. So your first class is Magical Creatures 101. Uh, and uh, yeah, off you go. Don't be late. And without saying anything else, she turns on her heel and she is off. She has her own classes to teach. She's got things to do. Wow, we didn't even get breakfast. Mm, I don't want to be in Magical Creatures. Why can't I be just in uh, maybe writing? I'm sure you can do that, Jasper. You know, just something to fill in blank pages of your book. Mrs. Mulberry said, we have to do this, so I guess I should at least give it a try. And Sassley walks already towards the other students. Sassley. Sassley. So <laughs> from the emblems on the uniform, you can tell that the loose clumps are mostly separated into wolf, bear, and horse shield. And as you approach, uh, everyone gets kind of quiet. But all of you can hear one word several times that floats directly into your ears. And that word is shieldless. Oh, I was going to say the shieldless. It's shieldless. And Sassley walks straight to Wolf Shield and then puts herself next to the Wolf Shield students. <laughs> Great. And as you walk to them, the one closest to you suddenly turns and they sense you coming. The closest kid was talking to two other students and you recognize that it's the student whose shield was chosen right before Flip went up. This one with uh, his brown hair. It's kind of a crooked nose and a solid build. And he says, whoa, stop right there. Look, <laughs> I don't know what you three are up to. But I knew in my head brain that something bad was going to happen when I walked towards you right after I was sorted into my shield. Okay, I could feel it. Just keep your distance, okay? We don't, we don't need any trouble. Oh. It's head brain. I need to bite my tongue for a moment. Cecily, Cecily, maybe, maybe we should go. And Cecily gets so angry and she cannot control herself. And she's like, hip and schwip. Roll, roll for hip and schwip. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like in, in the train station on her first day, like nothing happens, not even a rustle of clothing. It's like you just shouted at him and he just looks at you and he says, Okay, look, you three are bad news, and I know you're up to something, okay? But do yourself a favor. You shieldless, stay out of my way. 
My name is Brock Carter, and I came all the way from America to be in Wolf Shield. The best shield. And the two behind him go, Wolf Shield, Wolf Shield, girl. And they like cross their arms and then they make pause with their hands when they say it. And he says, Lucient, Mallory, let's get out of here before these shieldless give us bad luck. And the three of them walk a little further in. Oh yeah? You better leave. You better leave. Otherwise I use my spell again. And this time it's not gonna end well. Cecily, please, please stop talking. Can't believe they treat us like that. Hey, it's it's fine. We'll survive that. Could be worse. They could forget us. <laughs> so at that moment, you hear a strong, clear voice shout above the talking. And that voice says, break it up, everyone, and pay attention. Okay, okay, come on, come on, everyone. Over here, over here. And you see there is a woman standing there. She has black hair that she wears in a long braid. She's wearing work boots and coveralls. And she has her professor robes thrown over those for class. But it works for her. It looks good. And she seems pretty put together still. She says, my name is Peggy Sheffin. And I'll be your creature teacher this year. Hopping up beside her is a large rabbit-like creature that's pretty big. It's at least two feet long. And it has an impressive pair of antlers on its head. She says, look, now before I throw you in head first and see if you sink or swim, let me explain something about the magical world. And everybody's now gathered up listening to her pretty close. She's standing directly in front of the stables. There are two main sources for magic in our universe. The first is the magic that permeates the material realm, which is the realm that you and I live in. Then there's the realm that mirrors ours, a darker reflection of our own world that is permeated by even stranger and more dangerous magics. In fact, early sorcerers thought of this realm as a dimensional shadow of our realm, and so they called it the Shadow Realm. Now, we, as sorcerers, are merely conduits, vessels for magic, but... Creatures, and she gestures to the creature next to her. Magic is so much a part of their nature that to remove the magic from their being is to remove them from existence. And creatures can be permeated by magic from either realm. Bumper here, clearly meaning the rabbit looking creature, he's a creature of the material realm, whereas those druid we saw last night are creatures of the shadow realm. Now, some creatures are made of magic from both, but know this. Just because a creature is from the Shadow Realm doesn't make it evil. Evil masters make evil creatures. Now, all this is to say that we will not be dealing with creatures of the Shadow Realm this year. This year? We will be focusing on the proper care, respect, and handling of creatures from the Material Realm only. Now, follow me. And she starts to lead everybody back around to the back of the stable, and everyone follows. As we follow, I'm just leaning a little bit towards Jasper. Just how long did you think we're going to be here? No, it's just I don't want to ever deal with these shadow creatures. I'm patting his back. <laughs> <laughs> so she leads you back behind the stable and you see spread out before you a massive hedge maze. It seems to be roughly rectangular in shape and it has multiple entrances. So Peggy says to you, now Bumper here is a Rasselbach. I raised him from a baby, and he's a good one. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And she scratches him between his very dangerous-looking antlers. Today, I'll be testing your innate ability in groups. Your job is to catch yourself a Rasselbach. And I'd prefer for you to gain their trust than to try to overpower them, okay? You also might find yourself in more trouble than you asked for if you take a more aggressive approach. 
and she gives a short whistle and Bumper thumps his feet on the ground and you can feel magical vibrations spreading out through the ground. And it doesn't take too long before you see three Rasselbach hopping out of the maze in front of you. Now, Rasselbach can communicate to each other using magical vibrations. These three will be waiting for you in the maze. And as if on cue, the Rasselbach see your large group and run back into the maze, all in different entrances. To make things easy, let's do it in shields. Wolf shield, you're the far right entrance. Horse shield, far left. Bear shield, center right. The first shield to successfully capture their Rasselbach will get a magic material of their choosing, within reason, from me. And of course, many of you probably know that the shield with the best performance in their classes overall is given the title of Crystal Bearer at the end of each semester. So keep that in mind as you navigate today. Be careful and go. And all the shields run off. They're laughing and they're full of energy to begin their first day. And Brock and his friend are chest bumping on the way out. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> Can I help you three? Are you... What's... You have a question? Um, yeah. What about the shieldless, so to say? And what about the safety instructions? It, like, dawns on her. She's like, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, gosh. Oh, we do this every year, and I hadn't thought about it. You know, I guess you three will be on your own team today, okay? And, uh, and she looks at the Rassel box standing next to her. You can try to catch Bumper here, so uh, be careful. He's my favorite. Off you go, Bumper. And Bumper runs towards the maze and out of sight. Head to the center left entrance and get going, because the other shields have already begun. We might be shieldless, but we are also strong. Guys, I got it, but you can join. And Cecily runs towards the maze. Let's, let's just do it not like yesterday. <laughs> what do you mean? I think we did great. I, I mean something like throwing plates at me. Oh, no worries. I don't have any. Guys, come on. It's going to be fun. <laughs> no, guys, I don't mind waiting here. You can go inside and I'll, I, I, I'll check whether it's safe outside here. Hey, Eric. Yeah? Grab his arm. Grab his left arm. I'm going to grab his right foot. No, you will not stay out here. You will come with us. Everybody, roll spryness. <laughs> oh no, please. <laughs> a five. <laughs> oh, hold on. I have plus one. A six. I rolled a twenty. I have a total. I have a total of four. <laughs> so they both beat you. Man, we are so They strong. both beat you, which means they they succeed. Eric just like. Even though he's small, he seems strong for his size. And he just kind of hefts you up your upper body, like, and your feet flip out from under you, which Sassley catches. <laughs> and they walk you into the hedge maze. So you are in the hedge maze, and there's thick green hedges. You can't see through them, and you can't even begin to think about like climbing through or something. They're really thick. They're really tall. But the sun filters in, so there's still plenty of light. You can see just down the path, it splits to go straight or turn right. I'll just tell you now. Uh, basically, how it works is I've scattered different things throughout the maze. And if you go the right way, you might be rewarded with something that will help you catch the Rasselbach. If you go the wrong way, you have the chance to... Basically, you have something that makes it harder to catch the Rasselbach. And then the nice thing will have disappeared and been carried off by birds or something. I am using an actual maze to track your progress. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, all right. Because a bumper just came in here before we did. I mean, everything kind of leaves some kind of tracks mm -hmm. or trails. 
where they disappear into. And as we stand there, I would like to take a short check, like where might be the way that Bumper decided to jump away. Okay, yeah, you can use investigate, but it's like a hard-packed grass, so you have to roll very high to be able to get any clues. Yeah, all right. Uh, Investigate is uh, which stat? Uh, That is a bookishness stat. (laughs) (laughs) Minus one. (laughs) Minus one. It's going to be good. Not too bad. I I rolled a 17, so it's a 16. It's a 16. It's actually still not high enough. I'm sorry. I was needing at least an 18 (laughs) to be able to read the tracks because I'm not going to let you beat my maze that way. So you walk a little bit in and you come to the first fork and you can keep going straight or you can turn right. All right. What do you think? And you see Sassley turning to the right and walking into that direction. (laughs) Great. So Sassley walks to the right without waiting for you guys and you have to hurry to catch up. And uh, you follow the path around the corner, but it doesn't take too long to see the dead end that rises before you. So guys, it's not this way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so much, I guess. Yes. So suddenly from behind you, you hear the sound of something very surprising. Could it be a saxophone? As you turn to look behind you, you see a very cool looking man wearing a white button up shirt with a cool striped suit. He's holding a saxophone, but more importantly, he's translucent. You can kind of see right through him. And he says, hey, hey. You cool cats went the wrong way. <laughs> Just here to tell you so. See, uh, each group in the maze has one of us Neutrachenbad Wingergangers, uh, you know, the layman's term is ghost, watching you. Now, normally they wouldn't ask me because I'm too busy trying to find that last perfect rhythm and blues riff that'll send me sky high. By the way, the name's John Poltrain. So that's kind of like John Coltrane, but that's what the kids call me because Poltrain, like poltergeist. So it's, it's a play on words. While he's speaking, I just get further to um, Cecily and hide behind her wings. <laughs> he says, say, uh, maybe one of you headcats could really get it in the pocket. If you make me a hot jazz moment, maybe I'll, I'll help you later. Really disappointed if you didn't at this point, because that's my whole purpose is to, is to find the next great kind of jazz song. I think I might have something for you that might just be the right inspiration. He says, while he picks his wand, I am happy <laughs> to cast something. Yes. Ah, I'm, I'm going to cast Lead You Need. Okay, what do you need to roll to cast that? Lead You Need is a 10. Okay, great. And I think it is a deftness roll. Yeah, it's, it's a deftness roll. So I got plus two to it. Hooray. Okay, great. Ah, so let's see. And that's a rolled 13 plus 2 makes 15. So that spell works. Okay, great. He holds his little violin bow in hand, takes a deep breath, and with the most satisfied smile that he can imagine. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) Points towards him and says, Lead you need. Boom, and it's like, I mean, it's like magic. Instantly, this ghost is... Oh, yeah. What is that? Are you doing that? What is what is that? Oh, yeah. That's nice. That's nice. And he goes, I'll remember this. I'll remember this. That's really nice. Okay, I'll catch you kids later in the maze. I'll see if I can if I can help out somehow. All right. He kind of he kind of fades into nothingness for the moment. So you guys have successfully appeased this ghost. 
And by the way, Wiederganger is what the creature is called. We, are, we can also call them ghosts. And they uh, have the ability to ectoplasm people. And when you get ectoplasmed, it gives you a minus two to sneaking and animal trust abilities. So when oh. you fail, that is what happens <laughs> is, is he ectoplasms you because he doesn't like your music. But in this case, <laughs> he might be inclined to help you later. But unfortunately, the helpful thing that you might have gotten if you went the right way is now gone. So you have to. <laughs> so you guys have to backtrack and there's a sharp turn you you kind of go around it and you are making your way through the sunny maze it's a nice atmosphere there's there's butterflies flitting around and you come to the next turn in the path and you can either go right or you can go left here bumper bumper do you have a carrot or something maybe that could work yeah i'm actually hungry as well <laughs> <laughs> Bumper! I feel like we should go to the right. Okay, let's go to the left. Y you know what? This time, let's give right another try. Mm -hmm. Eric, you're really growing me. Okay, so you guys all together walk to the right, and you almost slam into another dead end. Wow. <laughs> you hear a little... Behind you, and he goes, "Hey, you cool cats! Hi. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, I was, I was trying to think of a nice way that I could help, but I, I lost the inspiration. So, so you know, maybe you could hit me with another hot note and show me that you got the chops for real. All right, as you wish, as you wish. Let me see. So last time you rolled a, a thirteen, I think." A 15. It was a 15. It was 13 plus 2. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this time you will have to beat a 15. It will have to be an even better song than last time. An even better song than last time. <laughs> Let me see if I can beat my song from before. <laughs> Easy inspiration. I can't believe it. I rolled a 14. Plus two is 16. <laughs> Man, you will do anything to avoid like actually having to interact with people. By the way, folks, in the magical hat system, when you want to interact and influence other people, you have points that you can spend from a point pool. That means you can spend influence points in order to perform for people or make negotiations with them. That is one option that they have to do here. But of course, Eric has the perfect spell to use for this situation. So he's not doing that. But but darn you, <laughs> I wanted to force you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this time he goes, oh, yeah, that's the stuff. Okay, now I got a great idea. I tell you what, I tell you, I got a great idea. Okay, so, so hold on, keep going. I'm going to find you and I'm going to help you out because you cool cats, you really know what's up. And then he fades out of existence again. You can retrace your steps, but again, the helpful thing that was there is is gone, whatever it was. So you're walking in even further, it, kind of the same direction that you were walking when you entered. So you've just gone further and further in. You're forced to take a sharp left. Now you're facing back the other direction, and you can either go straight and to the right, or you can turn sharply around and go to the left. Guys, I, I made some notes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have a conclusion. You do. Mm -hmm. So in the end, it's 50-50. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. You, you know, you know, Jasper, last time your guess would have been the correct one. So just make a guess again and we'll go that way. Okay, so well, Cecily said the last time it had to be right, and I said left. So now it has to be right. Yeah, we should go right. All right, we go together. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going first. I go first. Okay, so Sassley <laughs> leads, and uh, as you walk, you actually can see 
in the distance an opening that looks like it opens into an open field. So that is probably the end of the maze. But standing just before the exit and kind of leaning coolly against the side of the maze, you see a student. The student kind of waves you over and he goes, hey, 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 look. And you guys, you know, you guys kind of come a little closer. He says, hey, look, look, Mm -hmm. I'm a fourth year creature master. okay, and I like to help the underdogs. okay? I I heard about you shieldless and I I came to check it out. So um, I know a spell, okay, that'll turn you into a rabbit. And give you, say, uh, plus five to creature trust with Rasselbox. Because I'm sure they're having you do that first year thing where you got to catch a Rasselbox, right? Okay, so, you know, that'll be sure to give you a nice head start on being the first year crystal bearers this semester. Okay, <laughs> so you just got to you just got to owe me a favor. Okay, look, you can you can leave that open or, you know, you can offer me something nice. Guys, guys, hmm? come clo- come closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, a little closer. I actually okay, have okay. to, like, lean down or go on my knee to get closer to her, or even closer than now. So, you know what? I get on my knee. All right. I don't know what you guys think, but I don't trust that guy. I feel like it's kind of fishy. What do you think? I, I, I'm not sure. I just don't want to risk it on the first day, you know? Can uh, while we are talking, I'm I'm like peeking, peeking to the side, looking at, at him. What is like the feeling I get by looking at him? Can I can I sense it? Yeah, yeah. Roll, roll, investigate. Ooh, and it's an eighteen. Whoa, uh, plus Whoa, one. Great. Whoa, great. Yeah. So you can tell that. I mean, he's he's an older student. He's a fourth year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't seem to be anything too strange about him. He's probably just trying to get the lay of the land with the first years maybe he likes to take advantage of them but in this case he's probably trying to actually help you so that you owe him a favor later because for him doing this spell is nothing but you guys don't have access to it so for him it's like oh i'll do some easy magic and then these guys will owe me a favor and like i said you guys can try to make a counter offer if you want or you can leave it open-ended for him okay i turn back to them and well you know failures are chances to grow so what's your name again? My name is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm>, um, <laughs> My name is uh, Charles LeMay. Hi, Charles LeMay. So Charlie, let's say we owe you something. How would that like come back to us? Like, Would you ask us to do something and we have the chance to say no twice before or do we have to agree to the first thing because you know what if you say jump from that cliff i won't do it you know no no you know what here's here's what i'll say like i would never ask you to do something that would directly physically harm yourself okay so you want us to harm other people whoa 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 look i'm not gonna ask for anything too too skeevy here okay sometimes it's it's just the first day of school you know and you never know what's gonna come up sometimes you need help maybe i need some homework done you know (laughs) okay but uh when I do cast a spell for you, it will be magically binding. That makes sense to ask the first class people to do your homework. We're under a lot of scrutiny here. Sometimes there's some busy work we need done. You know, nothing too intense. You know what? If we do this, I owe you. You leave them alone. After you say that, that's a negotiation. So you need to spend IP. Tell me how many influence points you would like to spend. Two. Okay. Yeah. So he'll accept that. So you spend two IP. Mark that down. And he says... Done. Deal. Now, everyone else step back. My deal's with her. And he pulls out his wand and he says, for, mm, how's it go? Oh, yeah. For Vandal Bondal. 
and you start to shrink and grow fur and you have ears and in this moment you are transformed transformed is an actual condition that you can have so when you are transformed the character is now a bunny animal trust can be anywhere from minus five to plus five depending on what you're interacting with but for Rassobox, it's plus five that character cannot speak human languages they cannot cast magic they have one endurance die they have spryness plus two to all spryness rolls. Plus my already existing plus one. Yeah, you get an extra plus two to all spryness rolls while you're a rabbit. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Seems my work here is done. You guys look ready. Look, I really hope you guys get this. You know, great work out there. And, uh, you know, notes to the grindstone, chin up. And he keeps saying kind of like platitudes as he, as he walks away. You're keeping an eye on the prize. And he disappears into the back. Um, um, that's a... <laughs> That that that's the moment when Eric's looking down to Cecily. <laughs> do, do you want to be carried or something like that? Well, Cecily cannot talk right now at this moment. <laughs> she can't speak human, unfortunately. So every time, every time Eric tries to pick her up, she just like hops a little further. She does not. Walk. In, in, in the moment, it's just asking, not even trying to pick her up. Just like, <laughs> just just shake your head if no. And she strongly shakes her head. She's like, no. Uh, all right. And the, and the ears are flopping in her face. Oh. Don't be too harsh with her. Maybe, maybe. She's so cute. Yeah, so maybe we have to be more gentle with her. Um, and Jasper is just um, laying his uh, hands open wide on the ground and kind of um, giving her a signal that she could hop off. I mean, maybe we can throw her in the air. And Sassley. It hears that, and the second she hears that, she makes a big jump and jumps right into Jasper's arms. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, what do we do now, Eric? Um, well, and Cecily points with her face up into the air. <laughs> okay, I'm so scared of throwing her. <laughs> no, as soon as you throw this rabbit in the air, I can already imagine an eagle somewhere up in the sky. Ooh, nah! does sassley still have her pink ponytail i would like that a lot actually yeah she still has a little pink bunny ponytail (laughs) oh yeah she's she's a long-haired rabbit how about that Okay, since since she's like giving me the feeling she wants to be thrown, now I just very carefully throw her just a little bit, like a little baby. You would just and in her mind, it's like slow motion for her. She's like, oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can tell that you are the first team out. You made it through quite quickly. The maze is behind you. There's a forest in front of you and a wide clearing that you're standing in. Bumper is standing there, kind of. Just sitting, he's been waiting for you. He knew exactly what was going on. He's in the middle of the clearing, and you will have a few rounds to try to catch Bumper before another team will succeed since you got out a little earlier. So Cecily can just try to, like, make him nice eyes. I mean, I have to say this flirting flirting is not Sassley's strongest suit. I don't even think she knows how that works. (laughs) Are you you still in Jasper's hands? Yes. So Jasper stands there holding her, looking what she's doing, and then just Jasper trying to do that as well. Like, 
doing like winky <laughs> eyes to the rabbit. You also try to flirt with Bumper. <laughs> so Sassy is very confused. She doesn't know how to flirt, especially not as a bunny. So she just starts to look at him. Uh huh. And Bumper's ears kind of perk up a little bit, you know. And she copies, she copies his ears, <laughs> shows him one shoulder, and she. Oh wow. She starts to to clean her ears. <laughs> Make a roll for creature trust. Wonderful scene for Eric and Jasper just watching two rabbits flirting with each other. <laughs> you should write that all down. <laughs> Give the people what they want. Give the so roll the six. With all of your bonuses? No, no, I rolled a six and then I have a plus five, you said, and a, uh -huh. and a plus two. So okay, so that will be 13. Yes. Okay, great. 13 will do it. <laughs> he kind of hops towards you a little bit. He's looking at you. He's, he's pretty distracted. <laughs> so if one of the other guys wants to try to grab him right now. Yeah, because Sassy feels very uncomfortable. That makes her very uncomfortable that, <laughs> that he comes close and he's interested. You know, I try to distract him even a little bit more. It's a strange idea, but I'm sure this little bumper has some music that he likes to hear. Okay. And the more he is distracted, the better it is for us. Yeah, we got one spell and we're going to use yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, I can finally cast magic with a wand and I'm going to do it. Okay, try to cast lead you need. I try to. Uh, that's a rolled 13 plus a 2 makes 15. Here's what happens. I think in Bumper's mind, he is literally in, like, the beginning of a rom-com when you see the other bunny for the first time. <laughs> and it's like, I'm all out of love, I'm so lost without you. <laughs> you know, he's just looking and his ears pop out. He, he gets a little bunny smile, a little Rasselbox smile on his face. Aww. So he's going to be a little more distracted. <laughs> And yeah, it's going to be not too difficult to grab him right now. And Jasper, it's your turn. I can't. Meanwhile, Sassley's sweating because Bumper comes closer <laughs> yeah. and closer. And she's like, I don't know what's going to happen if that Bumper's like in my face. We cannot let this go too far. <laughs> Jasper standing there and seeing that, well, Sassley is kind of busy doing things and uh, Eric as well is doing something and Jasper feels like oh maybe maybe he should try to to grab it but he he doesn't really know how and then he is a bit scared of the 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 what's the names again of the the antlers then just just trying to reach out his arms as far as he can um, trying to grab one of these okay you're gonna try to grab him by the antlers I don't know if he's going to like it <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> Not where I would probably yeah. leave him while he was totally distracted by yeah. his biggest weapon, but yeah. okay, okay, yeah, yeah, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Are you doing this sneakily or are you just going for it? I'm trying to get the, the advantage of surprise. Okay, you're going for it. So roll a physical attack roll then. <laughs> it's a total of six. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are so lucky. <laughs> Because he was distracted enough, I, I I counted it up. You needed a five, so oh, it's gonna wow. work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell tell me how you grab him. Well, you know he's really focused on on Cecily. Just by standing there, you know, like doing the, the most awkward things to seem like unnoticed. You know, just oh, I don't care what's going on right now. And then out of nowhere, he's just more or less jumping towards uh, the rabbit and trying to grab for yeah one of the antlers. You grab one of the antlers now and you have it. Now he's broken out of his trance. So he's going to retaliate in a second, but he was not paying attention. So someone can assist you. 
because you need to you need to be literally holding him. Mm -hmm. I probably can't. <laughs> the, the only one that can help him is uh, Eric in this moment. I I try to help him get a hold of Bumper before he's going to smack him with his antlers. <laughs> okay, uh, so roll spryness. I'll do. And that's a rolled eleven. Eleven. Okay, just a regular eleven. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it because he's already restrained, so you didn't need too high of a roll. <laughs> So you scoop him up from the back, and now you're holding a giant rabbit with antlers in your hands. And Sassley probably feels pretty relieved in this moment. <laughs> from across the field, a figure is marching towards you. You can see it's your instructor, Professor Peggy. And she walks up to you. She says, all right, all right, great. Looks like we have our first team here. Well done. And then she sees Sassley, and she goes... Huh, clever. And then she just keeps going. She's, she's seen everything. Yeah, she's, she's seen it all She's already. not even questioning it. Like, how, how are they able to do that? She's like, you know, if you were smart enough to turn yourself into a rabbit to catch your Asselbach, that's a very good way to do that. And Sassley, super proud of herself, sits there and she's like, hmm. <laughs> but you know, I, I can't help but wonder how long does the spell last? <laughs> Isn't that the question we're all asking ourselves? <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, she says, okay, okay, well done. So like I promised at the time that you choose, you can ask me for a relevant material and I will get it for you as long as it's not something too crazy, no dragon scales, nothing like that. But take a look in your books later and let me know what you'd like. You all now have, in terms of the game, a growth point. Whoa. You have successfully completed your first class. So she says, well done. Looks like we already have a clear leader to be the crystal bearer this semester. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Oh, in, in, in Eric's hat is like, I may be forgettable, but I won't be forgotten if we get this title as the shieldless. Oh, yes. Suddenly, you hear a sound behind you, and you all turn to look towards the forest. You see three shapes that look like dogs, and they're prowling in the woods. Peggy kind of looks after them and she squints and she says, Alp, here? Oh, that's unusual. But And she turns to look at you. Like, don't worry, kids. They can't get past the defense. And as she says that, oh my. you feel, you almost see an oppressive darkness in the air that hasn't been there today. And an area right in front of the forest where the creatures are becomes pitch black in the shape of an archway. And the characters kind of walk through as if they're testing it on four legs. The blackness turns bright violet where they touch it. And once they're through, all three begin to run towards the castle. Peggy shouts, Alps, Alps, Alps in the castle. And she whips out the wand and she looks at Bumper and she says, protect them. And then she runs after the two Alp that have already scrambled around the outside of the maze heading towards the castle. She sends blasts of power from her wand, shouting, Zauberschlag! And she's trying to subdue them, but she's quickly out of sight around the far corner of the maze. One of the Alp, when he ran, he broke in the other direction, but he's noticed you, and he's decided to make sure there aren't any disturbances for wherever he's heading. It's prowling towards you, and you can see it a little clearer now. It's four-legged and hunched, with stony skin and a long, flat, cracked, ghoulish face. It basically looks like a living gargoyle. Its eyes are glowing deep violet. It makes a sound like stone rubbing on stone from its throat as it charges at you. And we'll have to find out what happens next on the next episode of JK We're Rolling. Oh, no. no. no.
remember, credits are magical, so thanks for listening on, fellow wizard. Michael Moore is our Magician Master, Nadine Kuhn is Sassily Mary Nature Spring, Lucas Fisher is Jasper Casper, and Sebastian Kinder is Eric Miller. Our podcast art is by Pascal Genie. Theme song by Aaron Richard, with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Thanks so much for listening to our second episode, everybody. We really appreciate your support. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe on any podcasting app that you happen to be listening to. If you give us a five-star review and a comment, we'll try to shout you out as well so that you really know we appreciate it. That'll be here in the post-show credits. We're also building a Patreon page, so keep an eye out for that link before our next episode. Just by going to the page, you don't even have to spend any money, you can see unreleased artwork by our cover art creator, Pascal Genet, relating to the shields of Neudrachenberg. But how will you know this page is coming out? Well, that's easy. Just find us on social media. There you can give us feedback, see updates, get the inside scoop, and more. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find all of those links also on our website, jkwerolling.captivate.fm. Of course, we appreciate literally any support that you can give, and if that means just telling a friend or two about this podcast, we would be more grateful than a ghost hearing their favorite song. That's all for now, and keep rolling, my friends. I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm turning my hat towards Cecily. Just wondering if you use your spell and float, can one like pick you up a little bit, or are you bound to the the around ten centimeter, I guess, that you have? Well, you can pick me up. You can pick me up in general. <laughs> Let's try it without the spell first. <laughs> just, just pick me up. Come, pick me up. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> Jasper, maybe you want to help? Not on the wings. Not on the wings. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm yeah, trying. It's, it's super sensitive. <laughs>